Yo, what's going on, Sam? Hey, Nathan. What's up? Oh, I realized I switched it up again. Yeah. What's going on, getting, Sam? Getting tired of that. We don't have music. The least, the least we can do is uh, have a consistent intro of words. I'm glad to. I'm glad to be talking with you today. I'm glad that you're alive. Yeah, I had a harrowing experience last night. Um, yeah. Before we go into that, how's it going, Sam? <laughs> it's good. I just got my uh, flu shot. I photographed a, a press conference oh. event down in D.C. for NFID. Ah, nice. The old NFID shoot. Yeah, every go? year, every September. Great. Same as always. You know what's so funny, though? Okay, so they, they've hired us every year since, like, forever to do pictures of this event, and they're really looking for this one shot. They just of, want one shot. Uh, pretty much, yeah. of a doctor getting a flu shot in front of everybody. You know, he's sitting at the panelist table at the end of the event. They're like, okay, now he's going to get his flu shot. And it's just, you know, they want this picture to put out on the wire. He's a semi-well-known doctor, I think. And... Yeah. um uh, you know, a legit doctor, not one of these TV personalities or anything. And anyway, what's so funny about it is that, like, you know, I could just send them the image from last year because it's the exact same stamp and repeat. You know, he's probably yep. wearing the same tie. Um, you know, maybe they want to not have any fuel for conspiracy theorists or something about flu shots. Who knows? Yeah. But like, it's just like, guys, you know, were you happy with the picture the year before? Like, use <laughs> that. It's the exact same perspective. Like, you know, it's, they don't even want to see the person administering the shot. It's all about this yep. doctor. And so anyway, but the great thing is by the end, at the end of the event, everybody in the room is welcome to step aside to a clinic that's in the corner of the room where you can have a free flu shot. So I got a quad quadrivalent four. uh, that's the four strands, um, of the flu, I guess the hopes are that one of them, one of them is the, what <laughs> becomes the takes. popular flu for the year. Yeah. Uh, they had an interesting announcement though. Before this year, they had always been pushing the flu mist, especially for children to, uh, to, to, you know, be an effective, uh, and they were actually saying at the time, you know, last before this year that it was even maybe more effective than a shot, but it's just this mist up in the nose. Uh, but this mm-hmm. year, the, I don't know what the governing authority is for, for what can and can't be recommended or put out, but uh, I forgot what the word, the organization was. But anyway, uh, they're not, they're not releasing it. They're not using it this year. Flu mist is nothing. It doesn't exist this year huh. um, because apparently it's ineffective. <laughs> oh, the, no. The, yeah, the efficacy tests were like, no, this is, these were flawed studies and how effective it was, and uh, we can't recommend it this year. So it's kind of crazy to see that. And, you know, it's stuff like that, doctors, you know, if you're out there. I don't know how many medical doctors listen to this podcast, but like stuff like that, that really makes people not want to trust you when it's like, get your flu shot, everyone do it. And it's like, but you know, that miss that we were recommending for every year up until now actually doesn't work at all. So it's it's like, well, wait a second. And they were like, and we don't know why there's a reason, but this isn't the NFID doesn't know. Anyway, it was, it was interesting, but either way, I got my flu shot every, every year I've gotten the flu shot. I haven't gotten the flu before I started shooting this event. I would get the flu every year. So for me, (laughs) whatever, it's fine. And I don't have any weird side effects. I literally didn't even feel it. And I, and I hate shots. I can, I can deal with them, but normally I feel it. And this was like, I don't know, this woman, the nurse had just the golden touch. Um, 
but I'd photographed this, you know, a few other people getting their shot as well. And a few people were like, no, that really hurt with the same nurse. So I don't, I don't know what it was, but it didn't hurt me at all. It's just That's a little tender now. Good, so. good for you. That's, uh, you have a high pain tolerance. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but if you're out there, go get your flu shot. Just uh, yeah, as a it, courtesy uh, to everyone around you, go get the flu exactly. shot. Exactly, especially, and I would say this as uh, wedding photographers: if you get the flu, you have to keep. Sh- you know, you have to shoot. Uh, you don't want to, and you don't want to be so sick that you have to give up that client, or you know, have somebody else shoot it uh, just because you got the flu and. You know, maybe it could have been prevented if you had had the flu shot. And here's the thing that's going to happen with most wedding photographers. They're going to go try and shoot the wedding anyway. Exactly. You're probably going to survive, but you're not going to do your best, and you're going to get everybody sick. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> you know. it's, that's something to think about. Um, yeah, as, as flu season, you know, arrives later this year, next year. Uh, is it next year? What, when is flu season supposed to be? Technically, it's, it's like right around now uh, is, oh, the, okay. is the go time, but it's very rare to get it now. But it, I think it's, yeah, end of year, December when it time. starts. The, really when it turns cold. So, yeah, I mean, this, especially when, as we talked about before, Saturday, September and October are crazy. Your body gets, you know, can get pushed to the limit if you're shooting every weekend. Um, so, yeah. Um, it's it becomes important to uh protect yourself yep so enough about that i shot that event this morning it was fine did a live turnaround of photos during the event which i hate because i hate that rush to get things edited and they're like give me them now i'm like the wi-fi here sucks get away from me let me get home and whatever Nice. I I also had a uh, and well I had a next day turnaround for the photos that I took last night. Um, but it's just funny when you you know when you when you submit the photos and you don't get any kind of response back when they were like, we need them now. Oh yeah. No. And you send them and it's just that's they're just gone and you're like I hope I did this right. <laughs> I haven't heard anything back. That happens with wedding photos too. Honestly, I think it's because. People see the the great photos, hopefully, and mm-hmm. they think you know how well you did because yeah, they're I seeing guess. the same photos you saw. And so they're like, oh, yeah, he must have done – or, you know, these are great. He doesn't need more props. She doesn't need more thank yous. Uh, I yeah. don't know. But I, I agree. It is strange when you don't hear back. It's like, God. Yeah. So, okay. So last night um, I uh, – I, so to preface this, last night I almost got into a major car accident, mm-hmm. uh, a really, really crazy car accident. Um, you were driving sleepy, weren't you? I was actually completely wide awake because I had a, a glass of Pepsi before, <laughs> before I nice. left. And when I have caffeine, I get super crazy. It's like an adrenaline shot for you. Uh-huh. It is. Um, although I got plenty of adrenaline later on. Um, so... I shot a four-hour event in D.C. at the Mayflower Hotel. It was a great little fundraising event for a nonprofit that um, I've got a relationship with. And uh, went really well. Um, and afterwards, uh, my friend Monica, is, or our friend Monica is in town uh, from Denver. And she was like, hey, come out, hang out with me and Kyle. So I go over to uh, Kyle and Kyle's place and hang out with Monica and Kyle. Shout out mm-hmm. Monica and Kyle. They don't listen to the podcast. Um, 
and we hung out for like an hour and a half or two hours, and then I decided to head back to Richmond. So it's about 2 a.m., sorry, 1 a.m., and I head back. Uh, So I've got about a two-hour drive ahead of me, and it is pouring rain, absolutely coming down in sheets where you really need to be driving slow. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm driving kind of slow. people like flashers on, parked on the side of the road? Exactly, yep. People are doing that. And so I'm in, uh, I'm on a section of road that's four lanes. So I'm in the center right lane and a car comes in behind me on my left and swerves out of control, hydroplanes and spins at speed. So speed, so it's spinning at about 50 miles an hour and turns directly in front of me. So at that point, I yell, you know, oh, shit, I hit, I, I lightly hit the brakes because the, the crazy part about it was it was going so fast and spinning at the same time that I didn't really have to brake that much. It was just we were going the same speed. He was just perpendicular to me in my yeah. lane. Yeah, it's not like he suddenly stopped or anything. Exactly. So the dude is still spinning. I hit the brakes a little. I swerve a little bit to the left. I do do like a little turn to the left and he goes around me on my right, slams into the guardrail and I hear pieces of the car fly against my car and, you know, smack my car. So I'm like, oh crap. I hope I don't have any damage to my car. And also, holy crap, that person just crashed. Maybe they're dead. And so... Wow. I immediately pulled over onto the right side of the road. And as soon as I pulled over, I realized there was a bridge in front of me and it was coming down so hard that I just decided to go an extra hundred feet under the bridge. So I'm standing under the bridge and I get out of my car and I look visually for the other car back behind me. And I, I initially I didn't see it. And then because it was raining so hard and there was just a few cars coming now and then and lots of trucks just all going so fast. And Mm. I saw the silhouette of the car completely like totally messed up on the left in the left lane of the highway on 95. And if you're not from around here, 95 is crazy. It's like a huge four lane highway and going all the way down the east coast and so i take off without my cell phone in my pocket i just start running towards the wreck and i go over to the wreck and the and it's actually not in the left lane it's in both the left lane and the center left lane and it's totaled absolutely totaled the car car? it was a honda accord 2004 honda accord so i look and there's the two two guys that were in it were completely fine. They were standing next to the car and the car's just in the middle of the road and they're just standing there not doing anything. And I said, guys, you got to get away from this car or push it off the side, push it off the road right now. And they're like, we don't know what to do. We're no blah, blah, blah. Uh, the guy who was driving a single car accident. It's not like you have to worry about, uh, preserving evidence. Well, maybe you do. Well, maybe. So, so anyway, I, um, 
I, so I said, guys, you've got to try to push this car off to the side of the road. I need to call 911. And so they were like, okay. And then another guy showed up, the only other guy that, that stopped. Uh, and he's and he started helping them push the car off to the side of the road. And again, rain is coming down so hard that I don't know how people are able to see this wreck in the middle of the highway. And they're going 50, 60, 70 miles an hour. Oh, gosh. So I'm freaking out because I, I, I was like, this is a very, very dangerous situation. This is how people this is how people die. Like when they when you get in a car wreck on the side of the road is the car yeah. is just sitting there. And you're trying to mess with it and somebody hits it and you either, either you get hit or shrapnel hits you or something. And it's a very dangerous situation. So, um, I ran back to the car. I got an umbrella and my, and my phone. I called 911. They said there's somebody on the way. And by the time I got back there, the car had been pushed basically half. It was still half in the left lane because it was completely perpendicular to the road. So dangerous. And the other guy who had stopped was a hundred feet up the road, basically flagging cars down to get out of the left lane or else they were going to hit the wreck. That's a ballsy spot to be. Exactly. And so that guy came up to me and he said, I need to call my wife and tell her what's going on here. Can you take over flagging down people? (laughs) And so I'm like, sure. Hey, I'm realizing this is super dangerous. You yeah. look younger. <laughs> I was so, it was so dangerous. And so I'm, I'm in the side of the road and huge trucks are coming in the left lane and they're swerving out of the left lane into the right lane. And uh, finally the cops showed up and they took care of the situation. But I, and they said I could, I could go after they took my information and stuff. No, that's good. Um, and so uh, the whole way home, I, I was like gripping my steering wheel really hard. It, and like my wrist hurts today because I realized I was still under some kind of crazy adrenaline that I wasn't, wasn't really shaky or anything, but I was just rattled a little. Because um, yeah. I mean, that car, the car swerved in front of me, probably five or 10 feet in front of me when it, when it initially yeah. crashed. So I was lucky to not have hit it. And uh, yeah, seriously. And so, and the entire and it was just because of water, just too quickly. Yeah, they hydroplaned. They guess. were. Yeah. I saw them sort of coming on my left side, really fast, way too fast. They lost control and they swerved. If they had hit me on my left, on my right side, and swer- like swerved ten feet earlier, I would have gotten hit, and my car would have been totaled right along with them. Yeah. It was crazy. And what kind of people were they driving? So like. Stupid kids. They were young. They were young kids. Yeah. I I mean, I don't even know if they had their driver's licenses. I'm not sure. They were, they were kind of, they were kind of screwed. I think. I don't know. I mean, I hope that, I hope the cops went easy on them because their car is destroyed. Their, their car is completely unsavable. The whole front end was mangled that both front tires were busted. Oh, no, 2004 Accord is probably like $3,000. <laughs> yeah, that it, that's true. That's true. But at the same time, I mean, it goes, it goes to show, get a safe car. Because <laughs> they were completely oh, yeah. fine. 100% fine. I don't even think they had a single injury. Airbags deployed awesome. and everything. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. It was so yeah. crazy. Uh, the craziest part was just the cars going by so fast. I was like, "It's only, unless they move the car, it's only a matter of time before oh, someone yeah. hits it." Oh, in. I've seen that before. Yeah. I, yeah, 
getting on uh, 295 looping around uh, D.C., it's happened a few times. It just happened a month or two ago to me where there was just somebody stopped in the middle of their lane for no reason that I could tell. Maybe their car broke down, but literally just stopped. And people are barreling down the highway. Yep. No indication that this car stopped. I mean, the brake lights were on, so it kind of seemed like it was maybe a slowdown. But it was, you know, people were darting out of the way once they realized they had to go around it. It was great. Yeah. I mean, that is the most dangerous situation. It's that's, that's exactly, that's how people, yeah. that's how people get killed when they're, when they're, you know, they've survived a wreck. Um, yep. so oh, that's exciting. All of us were very lucky to have made it out. And, uh, on the way home, I hydroplaned like 20 times. It was crazy. It was the, yeah, I had trouble sleeping last night. The rain was so bad. Yeah, it was. And then the drive down to DC man. for this event it took forever because of oh, just yeah. traffic plus rain. Like that's the worst. Going thirty-five yeah. miles an hour the whole way. Yeah, nobody knows how to drive in rain. No. Uh, so well, anyway, the that's shoot exciting. went nothing to do with photography, but yeah, the shoot went uh, well, and I delivered there. They wanted like. 15 images for this morning for publication and so i sent those off and i haven't heard back so it's just it's just that (laughs) thing you know it's just that thing well um we'll keep this one kind of short because i don't know how much there is to say about it but uh you and i shot a wedding together on saturday saturday Mm -hmm. in baltimore yeah awesome wedding i'm really happy with the photos great couple yeah great couple crappy crappy vicar or whatever is is a woman is that, still called is a vicar 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 um yeah i don't know the, i'm afraid to google anything on my computer because we keep getting I'm, audio dropouts but i'm gonna call it the the church that church person yeah the church um, lady <laughs> the church lady i've seen a church guy um yeah. and even at my wedding you know they were a problem um, yeah, it was Catholic. Well, yours wasn't Catholic. This was a Catholic wedding. Beautiful church. One of the most beautiful I've seen around uh, the East Coast, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, it's right down the street from where I live. I had no idea. Yeah, Filipino but, um, uh, Catholic cathedral. Small, yeah, small Catholic strange, cathedral. Strange little niche there. Niche, niche. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I rolled up and she's like, you know, you can sort of be in the middle when people are processing in, but then you've got to be... On the sides. So, actually, this wasn't as bad as I've had it before. No. At least she let us get... So, once the ceremony started, before we get to that, I've... uh, Do you do do the same thing as I do now, where I don't even make an effort to find who's in charge when I arrive to a church? I just start shooting. I just wait for somebody to approach me, because I feel like if they don't ever talk to me directly, then I can't help be be held responsible for... (laughs) Doing something I wasn't aware of. Not that I do anything crazy anyway, but um, well, that's the yeah, point. That's is that you my... are not the type of person to do something crazy, and no. until they find out otherwise, you know, maybe. And I understand a the rules exist because people probably did do stupid things that were really obnoxious and totally in the way. And you know, I've seen, I've shot with other photographers where the whole ceremony, they're right up in front of everything. And all you see is really the back of the photographer as the guest. And that kind of sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, yeah, that's great that the pictures are going to be really intimate and close, but like, I don't know if I'm a guest there, I want to 
experience, yeah, experience it, it, not just see the good photos at the end. Like you have to strike that balance and be aware, even if it's like, yeah, but you know, the pictures are going to be amazing. Like that doesn't really matter if you take away from the actual experience of Absolutely. why people are there. And yeah. And so you've got to strike a balance and, and kind of stay back a bit. If it's a huge grand cathedral, um, or if you're going to be in the way at all, keep it, keep it brief. Like and, be ninja. And nobody, it's no reason for you to have to use flash. Like put your damn flash away. It's fine. Yep. Don't need none of that in here. We're good these days. The Mark IV, no one has any excuses anymore for not being able to shoot low light. Not even the quality of light is horrible, like wait until they're in a good spot. If they're never in a good spot, then turn everything black and white. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But sometimes the light's just going to be crap. And if it's a huge, amazingly large church anyway, flash isn't going to do you much good. Yep. Regardless. Other than blinding everyone behind you. Yeah. And direct flash can sometimes act as a fill, but, you know, you're just... I can't, it's so rare that it's ever like the worst light ever that I feel like I have to use a flash or it's going to be totally ruined. Like, I don't, I don't know that I've ever even had that situation in a church. Um, the biggest issue is just color temperature most of the time where it's like a yellowish light on them and really blue or pink, purple stained glass. And that can be tricky. Lots of different light sources in those churches usually. Yeah. But you know, the, the reason they have these rules is because people have, gone way or or they're not dressed appropriately you know and they're still on the way and they're wearing shorts and flip-flops in a church or something (laughs) yeah it's surprising to me because you know after being in the you know in the professional wedding world for a while it ha it's it's weird to think that like some people really don't know what's going on and they'll show up in weird clothes inappropriate clothes and they'll shoot inappropriately that will detract from, you know, the experience of the guests. Yeah, totally. Uh, um, you know, we don't have to get into what, what we should wear or not, but just maintaining a, a cool, calm, like go with the flow, professional attitude uh, really works in your favor when it comes to just being able to do whatever you want during actual ceremony coverage. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have to be really doing something insane for people to like stop the ceremony and say, uh, "No, excuse me, can you get can you get away from me? Like, can you get back? Can yeah. you stop taking these pictures, please?" <laughs> you yeah. probably deserve it if it gets to that point. Nobody wants to interrupt someone's mm-hmm. wedding. Never want. But that. that does bring me to, sort of to the next point. I remember discussing with you right after this. Is it is really frustrating how it feels sort of like a us versus them with yeah. the church rule makers, like they. They should be, in my mind, like, oh, we're so glad you're here. Like, we really want you to, how can I help? Like, how can I make sure these are awesome pictures that you're able to take? Not like, yeah, you can't stand anywhere but here. here. Don't use the rules. Follow them. Or, or we're going to stop you. They have their defenses up in full force, and they basically don't want to do anything to cooperate a lot of the time. If there are rules, they tend to be pretty strict about them. And, And I just wonder... Like that's so unfortunate. Like it's yeah. so strange. Like shouldn't they be there? Like shouldn't they be kind to you? I don't know. She like on Saturday. I guess she was just stern. I guess which just upsets yeah. me. To me, it wasn't even her demeanor. It was, you know, what she. So okay. Well, this is a, a bit of a different point, um, but it relates to that, which is. In some cases, those people can get in your way. Um, um, and so 
And did she she got in your way? She she did. You should talk about this kiss. Okay. Yeah. So the the kiss is the is the pro, is the issue that really I had with her. Other than that, she was fairly accommodating. Um. There was a point where they did the you know the giving of the flowers to uh, Mary. Um, if you've ever shot a Catholic ceremony before, there's a part in every ceremony where they start singing Ave Maria. Maria. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. No, that's all. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Let me just let me just sing go that ahead. real quick. <laughs> I, actually, my mom my mom sang Ave Maria for a wedding once, um, and it was great. Um, cool. And so, anyway, they somebody sings Ave Maria and they go and put flowers on an altar in front of a statue of Mary. And in this particular case, the I'm statue sure that statue of, really appreciates it. Exactly. The, uh, <laughs> we'll get into that. Uh, the, um, the, in this case, the statue of Mary was in a chapel way way behind where the ceremony was, like in a, basically a different room. There were like room. four other potential options that look like it could be the Statue of Mary. <laughs> yeah. And they go to the one that is in like a back closet behind the whole church. Yeah. So I follow them. Sam, you just stayed in the main hall. Uh, well, and I, I couldn't just... tell if the woman was waving us to stay back or waving us yeah. to come with her. Right. She it was kept, totally she was... like, hey, if you're going to tell us anything, maybe explain the hidden Mary room yeah. that you're going to bring them back to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and on. so she's she's waving at me, and, I, and I'm standing there like, I, I, I think that I'm supposed to go. <laughs> like, But she it looks like she's telling me to stay the hell where I am. So anyway, I go over there. It turns out she wanted me to go. So I go over there. And I'm following I think the, bride the couple and groom. Was, uh, sorry to interrupt. I think the couple was a little unsure too. I don't know that they had rehearsed this thoroughly. Enough. No way. There's no way they could have, Espe- especially not with this woman there, because the woman took them back to this weird rear chapel and where no one could see them. Could anyone see them? Could you see them from there? Oh no, no, not at all. No, it looked like they left the church. Yeah, yeah, they were gone, <laughs> and um, and so they. Uh, they went over to the altar. They put the she she. Meanwhile, she's talking to them the entire time. She's like, "Okay, now go up to the altar. Now put the flowers on the altar." They know what to do. She put the flowers. No, 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 no. Go around the back of the altar. So they. I've, I've done this fifty times. I know how to put the flowers on the altar. Do it the way I she say. She literally said that. I've I've done <laughs> oh this. I've done this fifty or a hundred times go around the altar. So they kind of awkwardly make their way up these little stairs. She's in huge high heels. And they put the flowers on the altar and she's like, okay, now kiss. And I, I'm like, um, what did you just say? No, no, no. I'm like d- don't kiss right now. And, and so, so he kind of gives her this awkward peck on the cheek. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't smoochers anyway. Right. Like, and yeah, they're definitely and i'm like i'm like okay good they got the kiss out of the way let's get out of here and she's like no 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 go ahead kiss on the lips it's okay and i'm like what <laughs> what no one can first of all no one can see them secondly yeah. this is not the part in the service where they're supposed to kiss yep never seen third, that happen then yeah at third like this is not it's clearly not comfortable for them so yeah that was my big problem. Is it clearly it was uncomfortable for them? You never wanted to be a sit- in a situation where a bride and groom is uncomfortable on their wedding day. 
And it's like, you know, if that is something that they're supposed to do in your eyes, or like how the church just does it, say like, yeah, you know, you could just put your flowers down, you know, whispering or being really polite about it. Like, good, put your flowers down. If, if you want to kiss, you can. Some couples do. Otherwise, let's just go back out. Right. You know, you just be sweet about it. You don't have to be, like, commanding and, like... And uh, force them to kiss. Enforcing. Where they may not yeah. want to. Um, yeah. Some couples don't like A it. A lot of Catholic couples don't kiss at all. They just hug. Right. Because it's and, just like Jesus is sitting there half naked on a cross, and I'm about to make out. This is weird. I don't. <laughs> like, I, don't I wouldn't want to do that. Exactly. God. And uh, so then they came around, and it was uh, the rest of the service just uh, became kind of hilarious. So to me. I did get a kiss shot. They did kiss again, and it was a quick, quick, quick smooch. Yep. Um, you know, nothing. Yeah, they nothing were. They're just not super into kissing, like you know your romantic movie style kiss and most people aren't and that's a weird thing to be like no do it again right <laughs> come and, on and again this is this is a person that they may have never seen before um yeah. telling them to do something they may not was, know what to do she was oh, oh. probably around during the rehearsal but sure but the 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 thing is is so we've talked about this before but photography is an intimate thing you are you are the closest person to the wedding to the client throughout the entire day except maybe their planner um if they have like a super hands-on coordinator yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, um other than that you are the closest person to them you're getting them from point a to point b in some cases and you are kind of trying to make sure that they're having a good day um yeah absolutely and to see some rando pop in and like potentially ruin it, um, <laughs> it's not fun yeah. to watch. It's very awkward no. for me. And I got a photo. I don't know how good it is. It's just a weird kiss photo in some yeah. back room somewhere. I don't know. Uh, well, I'm sure it was fine. We got awesome pictures. They had so much time planned for photos. That was fun. I remember when they booked they were already telling me like yeah we're gonna have a four-hour gap because because of the church the church only does wedding ceremonies from x and x amount of time it's a typical catholic and thing. Uh, yeah and then they're like get out of here because we got to do yeah usually i think it's confession yeah they do like a big confession Plus, mass. oh my gosh it was, the, it was the longest ceremony i mean it wasn't the longest you and i've been to the longest ceremony it wasn't that <laughs> <laughs> we've clocked we it did in. a catholic ceremony in puerto rico once that was just oh, oh my god we, we say three hours i think it was three, nearly three half? hours and the mo- the worst yeah. part about that was that uh, they were singing hymns in hindi uh i think it was like traditional hymns but in hindi or something and no one knew the words yeah. No, and and the funny thing about that one was that like no restrictions, and and it's so funny to see, in basically every other country other than America, Catholic weddings are like just go wherever you want, do whatever you want, get right up to the couple. Nobody says anything. It's almost too too evasive, (laughs) and I don't know if I would say disrespectful, but just like yeah, they don't care. It's such an Americanized thing to just have to be so you know buttoned up. And like you feel, I feel like I should take my shoes off so that my my shoes don't make noise. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, they're so crazy about it. But 
And I'm sure there are times in the ceremony where I sh- I'm moving when I shouldn't be because it's some like reading of the Bible, or right. maybe during prayers, and, and I just haven't realized that yet. But I try not to learn too much because I just want to do my thing without feeling guilty. But you know, it's that Catholic guilt gets everyone. <laughs> gets not, you every time. <laughs> even if you're not Catholic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not Catholic, but I feel guilty. <laughs> I'm just in, just standing here. I feel guilty looking at it. It's so beautiful. I shouldn't deserve this. Whatever. Anyway. Not not all of them are as bad, but I, you know, I remember, yeah, your wedding. That wasn't Catholic, but it was Episcopal. Lutheran, yeah, Episcopal. Oh my gosh, Which I, is I could only get a shot of people entering from the very back, mm-hmm. and then exiting from the very yeah. back. Nothing else. <laughs> I think I stole a few. Here's the other thing. I, t- I took a few pictures, probably when I wasn't supposed to, of like the first kiss at your wedding from the very back. Not the last row of people seated. Yep. The very back. And the lady stood next to me like the whole time to make sure I didn't move. And I do tell couples like, hey, listen, you know, if there are any restrictions, I'm going to respect them. I'm not going yeah. to break the rules in order to get you an awesome shot. Like you if you're choosing them. to have the wedding there, you need to be aware of the rules are laying out and expect that I'm going to listen. <laughs> don't don't think that like, oh, but I know you're just going to do your thing anyway. Like ignore them. Like no, I'm I'm not going to be personally that that guy. I might try and steal one or two very discreetly, but it's not a priority for yeah. me um, because yeah, I don't want to offend people in their house of religion but it is ridiculous <laughs> so <laughs> it, it is ridiculous but um at the end of the day uh, there those rules are there and if if there's no way of getting around them this is a, an important point i think to make as but, as photographers like you should respect it uh but what does kill me is that if guests are breaking the rules, it's no problem. We're not going to say so that's a thing. <laughs> exactly, which is another part of the conversation we had on the way back, which I, it, it is starting to become an issue that I'm oh, annoyed yeah. they with. They were supposed to have an unplugged wedding at this wedding, and it was not. Message not received. <laughs> Everybody had their phones out in the middle of the aisle, flashes firing, you know, and, and throughout the ceremony, it was like that. And, and I'm sitting here in the back with all my equipment, for an hour and a half, like, come on, like, why can't I be up in the center, you know, not in front of the altar, not on the altar, but just like, let in me the, in the aisle. square up for an awesome shot. All these other people are being way more evasive than me. And they're getting terrible like, photos, by the they're way. They're getting terrible pictures. Like, it's not even worth it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're complaining a um, lot, but it, it's something I'm sure every photographer, it resonates with everyone. It's got to. Well, I, my, my question is. Okay, yes, there's a rule. No flash photography, right? There were flashes going off the entire time. So, and where yeah. was the where was the church lady to come, oh, yeah. you know, beat them over the head with the wiffle ball bat oh, uh, yeah. and kick them out? No. No, she was watching us. Her eyes were on us the whole time. So, the, <laughs> and so which brings me to again kind of the 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 course of photography in the, in history. We have come to a place where Everyone has a phone that has a camera on it. Everyone's just going to be taking photos. And I don't care anymore. Like, I really don't care. I think it's cool if you want to take photos at, at your wedding, if you want everyone in the world to have a phone out while you're doing yeah. your wedding. And honestly, like, yeah, I mean, moments without phones are amazing and great, but it's like 
the way it is at this point in history that people are usually buried in their phone or have a phone in their hand whenever they're doing something. And I don't really go out of my way to, to crop it out or sure. tell people, put your phone away. Like, no, I'm not. Son. That's what they're doing. Then that's what it is. Sure. And, um, and it gives, and you've said this before, but it gives a, a, a historical reference as well um, yes. for, you know, in, in 60 years, you know, 60 years ago, we were looking at, you know, very posed black and white or sepia photos. Now, you know, we've seen, now we see iPhones and photos and 60 years, yeah. everybody will have Google glasses or whatever. Um, <laughs> well, the only thing that sucks is knowing what it's like to have everybody have their phones away and put away and be mm-hmm. really focused and engaged. I do feel like they are getting a lesser experience and that does bum me out. Sure. But at the same time, it's like not my place to, to ha- instruct them how to experience life right and so having the church person you know berate us for you know getting into the aisle when we're not supposed to where when the uncle bob is literally in the aisle as the bride is walking down the aisle with a flash camera blasting away yeah. Um, where or a bright iPhone screen? I yeah. think it's time for a reassessment of these church of of church rules. <laughs> I think it's going to have to be generationally phased out. I think it's going to take people our age now getting old because it always seems to be old people that are in charge of these churches yeah. and uh, and assuming the position and having a, a totally different perspective on it. Yeah. Um, and it. Oh. Yeah. Dude, I didn't tell you. So this wasn't a church wedding, but I think it was two weeks ago. I did a wedding in uh, in Charlottesville, Virginia, and uh, the owner of the venue is an avid photographer. She okay. she owns the whole venue. Okay, and uh, was there from ceremony to re- to end of reception with her camera, She's taking pictures, shooting okay. totally out of my way, but there, totally there. Mm-hmm. She did steal a few like porches of the bride and groom, like smiling at the camera uh, in between when I was like done with, I wasn't around. It's not really she, kosher. She, no. Okay. And then she, uh, she puts up all her pictures on Facebook. You know, they're what you would expect. Not great, but you know passable and uh and she's like oh my god and she's like i do this at every wedding like it's fine i do it at every wedding i'm like that doesn't matter at all no. to me i this is a breach of my contract like i don't have to deliver them i don't have to l- deliver them their photos and i can keep their money if i want because this is you're not supposed to do this like come on yeah i would never do that but like that's so serious that it is a huge breach of my contract but uh she did it you know and i didn't i didn't really say anything but what i was upset at was she she put them up on her Facebook for the, the venue page and tagged me and all the other vendors as their respective roles and tagged me as photography by Sam Hurd. Uh, in her photo? As, in in her photos, in the captions, yes. I mean, it was also, she had specified that she did pictures, but I was also listed as the vendor for photography. Very easy to assume that I'm the one that took those pictures. It's incredibly disingenuous. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. It's ridiculous. It's uh, misleading and weird, and I don't understand it. All the prints, many of the prints they had, like up on the walls and their venue in the office and stuff were, were from her having photographed couples around and like not... Wedding photo- a few wedding photographers um, had pictures, but I'm talking like probably 60 pictures on the walls, and 50 of them are pictures she took and using this method of like hovering. And she's perfectly nice, but just completely unaware of how ridiculously inappropriate this was. Yeah, that's, 
and it's I, not cool. you know, and it sucks to have to tell someone like, Hey, listen, you know, stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's not in my nature. No. And uh, it was, like I said, it wasn't a problem in a way that she was in my way where I would have said something, but it was still like, really? Like, you don't see the problem with it. I wish, I wish I could roll up with my own spread of catering or something and be like, Hey guys, try, try my, uh, try my spring rolls, like eat my food, not, not the food that they're bringing you. Like that would be the same equivalent. Come on. Yeah. Or, or like bring my own wedding coordinator and just tell them to do a bunch of random things. Yeah. Okay. Now it's time for the reception. I think another reason that doesn't bother as much, and and even with iPhone stuff, it doesn't bother me as much as it probably should, is because I know my pictures are going to look a billion times better. So I think the actual value of what they get out of me is way more apparent when they have that comparison. But um, what what if it wasn't the case? What if she took amazing photos? Then they're going to feel cheapened. Like they, like they, not cheapened. I'm going to feel cheapened. Like, like they, shouldn't have hired me or they're going to feel like it yeah. paying so much for me wasn't worth it. <laughs> That's a bad thing. Jeez. And I'm sure yeah. she is better than some other photographers. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Anyway. It's just, I mean, to, to, I guess to assume that that's okay is, is, is pretty rough. Yeah. And I just, as, as the owner of the venue, she must've had somebody who was way more like put their foot down about it than, than me. And, and I just, it's weird. She's oblivious. So, oh well, Bummer. beautiful place though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, this is this is a bit of a rant, but yeah, I think we've probably gone long enough. Um, yeah. Uh, All that to wanna say, plug want to plug something? We don't we don't have a uh, we don't have a supporter for this episode per se, but we do have an official. Oh, am I ending this too quickly? Did no, you have ahead. another point? Have we have an official? Uh, should we should we divulge the secret Instagram account? Oh, um, we do have, yeah, we do have a secret Instagram account. It's so uh, secret no, that it no, doesn't even have pictures on it. There's no content on it. Um, but, uh, we will be updating that with, uh, if, if episode we, releases, I think will be the best. Yeah. And if reason to follow the, yeah. Yeah. And on, on occasion, uh, we will, if we're talking about an image that, uh, one of us took or something we're referencing during the episode, uh, it, it will probably show up on the Instagram account so you guys can can visually see some of the things that we're talking about. Verbally. Exactly. And it'll just be, if you don't have a regular podcast app that works well with notifying you of new episodes, um, we'll always post the the launch of a new episode to the, the Instagram. And it's just the Epic Podcast. So that's the Instagram the handle. Podcast. Head on over yeah, there. Pretty easy. Also, um, I'm trying to pimp out my Instagram account. So hit me up. <sighs> Whatever. Nathan Mitchell Photography, hit me up. I'm, uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm I posted an that. awesome set of honeymoon photos that I took a, a year and a half ago, uh, and That's today, cool. and they're they're pretty cool. So go on, check them out. Like away, All everyone. Right, I'm, I'm not going to pr- self promote this time, but I am. Uh, I'm doing a conference called Summit uh, in Liverpool. Uh, November 1st. It starts November 1st. I think it's a couple days. They only have the start date on their website, so I don't know what that means. I think it's three or four days. Summit, Liverpool. It's it's me. Nessa's going to be there. Jonas Peterson, a lot of our really good friends are presenting and doing workshops. It's going to be... awesome it's part of a snap uh photo festival 
thing that I did a couple years ago. And, uh, you know, should be great. Check it out. The Summit. I wish I had their website. I don't because I'm <laughs> horrible at this stuff. But, <laughs> it's pretty, um, you can probably, Summit you can probably 2016. Google it. Oh, they got fancy. They have a dot photography domain. Ooh. Summit2016.photography. Cool. So that's that's great for them. All right. And, uh, yeah, should be good. So let's, let's wrap it up. Um, I apologize. My mic is kind of crappy because my actual microphone is broken by the Sierra update on Mac. And uh, and everyone out there, raise your hand if you notice the difference. Didn't think so. Oh, I don't Ooh. know. This is pretty boomy. Yeah. But that's okay. Can't win them all. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, got a wedding I'll, this weekend? No. Actually, this weekend I have my first ever bat mitzvah. Ah. Seven years of photography and only one bat mitzvah. I had two people ask me today if I did bar mitzvahs or bat mitzvahs. I was like, no, leave me I, alone. Yeah, I've, I've done one, one, maybe two bar, one bar mitzvah. And it was, and I that was for I the if, bat mitzvah's if, brother that I'm shooting this week. So the annoying thing about this one though, is it was literally a year, almost a year and a half ago that, um, the father of this kid was like, Hey, we want you to shoot, uh, our daughter's bat mitzvah. It's going to be on a Saturday in October. And I was like, Oh no. See, that's (laughs) the problem. It's like, I I would do it if if I could charge wedding prices, but I'm betting they're not interested in that. No, I, I, unfortunately I, I was like, I can't say no because I've already shot their bar mitzvah. They like me. That's cool. And everything. But I, you know, I'm charging them a good price, but it's not a wedding. And I've gotten like ten inquiries for that date, so it's kind of annoying. But whatever. Yeah, I've got I, weddings uh, every single weekend the rest of October, so I'm not really complaining. Humble brag. Also, are you active? Are you being active in the Epic Podcast uh, Reddit? Uh, I haven't been lately, have been, but I'll I'll get I over have, there. Get on there. We we should start issuing some follow up from from previous episodes and uh, engaging in that a little more. One one episode I'd really like to do, just to give a little preview thought for some other people out there, is um, oh, I totally forgot. Which one? <laughs> this is a backlog <laughs> totally, episode. Totally forgot. Yeah, now it's an issue that I've been meaning to discuss, but now it's escaped me. So let's just wrap this up. Cool. Um, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Later.